crazy sparse, but we continue to level up anyway. This is episode 15. I'm Shelby Stokes, and on the cast today we have Casey Cool. Hello. And special guest Andy from Davion Matrix on Twitch. Howdy. Howdy. Howdy, howdy. <laughs> There's a snake in my boots. Somebody's poisoned the water hole. So thank you. Uh, we got in touch with you through the Seattle Online Broadcasters Association. I put a post out there. I'm, we're all from the Pacific Northwest, the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Some to people in the news, the scary Pacific Northwest, I'm sure, if you live in other parts of the United States right now. Exactly. But you are a Twitch streamer. Now, I would start. Is are you a full time Twitch streamer, or is this something that you began? How did you become get into streaming? It all started with COVID nineteen. Huh. At the end of March, I was uh, a full time video editor. Um, and producer and all that for about 15 years and the company I'd worked for for about seven years we um, COVID hit and they had to cut their support staff in about half and so um, I just found myself saying well what else have I wanted to try to do and there aren't a lot of places hiring right now so I said you know what I'm gonna give streaming a shot I went ahead I've streamed a little bit here and there like a couple of games every now and again um Mm -hmm. But after I might have given myself a week to kind of just relax and get used to life and figure things out, because right now I'm pretty sure like the mindset of a lot of people is there's no end. So you don't know like you're a lot of people. You're in a constant state of I'd say unrest. Yeah, let's say unrest. And and after about a week of just kind of looking around, I said, you know what? I've got a decent gaming computer. Um, I'm a pretty good video editor. So why don't we just put two and two together and just go? And that's how it started. And then I started piecing together different things. And then from there, uh, yeah, I just kind of just kind of started going. And so now you've been doing it for a few months. You are so close today. You had 100, but it, it didn't work out. It went back to 99 for some reason because someone wanted to just mess with you, I'm sure. Uh, Somebody just wanted to rip my heart out. Yep. <laughs> yes, but you're almost 100 <laughs> followers, which is great, which is great. And what kind of games do you like to stream? Um, there's been a couple. I really like seven days to die. That's kind of my go-to jam because it's a lot of fun. There's also an extension on that called mischief maker, which if, uh, people can use their bits on Twitch and if they donate a certain amount of bits through this extension, it will generate things inside the game where eggs. Yes, it is insane. And so people can injure you like they can break your leg. And then they can res a bunch of zombies to attack you. Uh, other people can give you health. They can drop you vehicles. They can drop you supplies. There's all different kinds of things that make it really, really, really fun and interactive compared mm. to people just watching and chatting, you know, in chat. Whoa. So it's been kind of it's been really neat to see. And the second um, I found out that that was available for affiliates and above, I said, well, crap, I got to get to affiliate. So now what is seven days to die for those not in the know because that was my first time when i watched the stream with the day i was like this game looks really cool it's really fun it's uh it's still in alpha it's it's been out since 2013 i want to say so it's been seven years um we've just reached alpha 19 as of monday and it's a zombie horde crafting game where um you're in a zombie apocalypse you have to go through houses that have been abandoned you have to find supplies you have to find food you can break things you can build things but every seven days suddenly a bunch of zombies attack you and they for some somehow they just manage to hone in on you and they will you'll fight them for about six hours in in game time and so it has been 
it's been the core it's been like the source of much entertainment for for me and a ton of other people because there are so many different things you can build there are so many different things you can try in the game um it's almost like minecraft i guess you'd consider it i've never played minecraft but there's the build there's i'll call it the buildability where you can make almost anything you want hmm. and some people yeah some people make these crazy huge you know, some pe- somebody can make Helm's Deep if they wanted to cool. inside inside. Yeah. Or Minas Tirith or something. Um, but when the seventh day happens and the, and the zombies come, it might not it might not hold up. So. So is that the thing? Is it always on a week cycle for the seven days? Is that like you start on Monday and then say it comes to Sunday or whatever? Uh, what can happen in the actual game settings? There are so many different options you can do. You can do um, XP multipliers so you can start at 100 you maybe even go down to 50 but then go up to 200 300 percent um loot same thing you can actually say what days i want to say it's in increments of two maybe so you could start a horde what they call them horde nights on the seventh day uh you can start at day three or day five day seven day ten you can you can pretty much uh cater it to all different kinds of different settings there are even different survivor modes where you some people just play the normal adventurer one which is the default i believe then there's nomad which means when the zombies when you hit them once they will keep running at you oh no they won't stop yeah like sometimes they slow down or they fall but the second they get back up they keep running at you so so it's pretty crazy uh, there are other ones that and other people will just customize the games to what they want to do where they'll play permadeath where if they die once in the game they got to start all over again uh. <laughs> so yeah yeah it's really crazy this game sounds really nuts now is this the one you're mainly playing on twitch or do you bounce from game to game uh, lately I've been bouncing from game to game just to have a little bit of fun um, and keep it kind of fresh because if you keep playing seven days to die after a while if you were to play it every day it would kind of get a little probably monotonous um, especially with the alpha that we were in previously alpha 18 they didn't have a whole big variety of buildings so all the different you know you'd run into the same building just on another part of the map and so gotcha. you know exactly where everything was it wouldn't be that challenging once you get up after I want to say maybe like day 100, there is a bit of a plateau where you're almost kind of invincible. I wouldn't say invincible, but you have your level, your health is up, your strength is up and all that stuff. So it isn't too much of a challenge. It's just getting into the fun of it. And how do I make this thing or how do I try this and do all that kind of stuff? So (laughs) that's really cool. So do you set like personal goals for yourself when you pop in? Um, I haven't yet. I think I should look into it. A lot of it is, uh, it's just a race against time. Like the first, the first few when, um, after playing yesterday and today in the new alpha, you're back to day one. And so you are scrambling for food. You're (laughs) scrambling for supplies. You're scrambling for anything you can find. So you're just, uh, you're frantic. Dude, this sounds like amazing. So it's almost like a sim and then you have the zombies coming from every angle. It's it's pretty freaky. I like it. Pretty much. I like that it's seven years old and it's still an alpha. Like Shelby was telling me today, it's like, hey, Fortnite's <laughs> live now. I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, it's it's it done. That's it. I was like, oh, it's a live game now? It's not in yeah. like... Yeah. For- so besides Seven Days, you're an Age of Empires fan. What other games are you playing? Uh, Age of Empires, I was doing uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. I just got that oh. recently because that came uh, that was on sale and said, "Oh by golly!" Tell me more. Tell me more about your thoughts. Andy. Oh, it is. It's one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. You just want to sit on a horse and just ride around, just looking at at the vistas and everything. It <laughs> yeah. looks absolutely beautiful. I know Shelby tried to stream it last week. We we have a Twitch stream, but we kind of just Shelby's mostly in charge of it. We and M and I meet up once a month to do some gaming. 
And he was telling me that Red Dead is kind of hard to stream because you want to talk to people and then you also don't want to miss out on the game. Yeah, I probably didn't stream a good part of that game either. Like, it's not like it was like just me in the swamp hunting crocodiles. It was like a full-on story, sport, story beat. Oh. So, and that game is really slow in spots, it seems like. Like, it's very plotting and slow, but beautiful all at the same time. So, I'll be back. I'll be back for sure. you know it's been that way for me where we will um you'll be riding around chat you know everybody's saying hey what's going on how things going great blah 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 and then suddenly you see a deer or something that you want to kill you jump down you kill it then you gotta throw it back on the horse and then you gotta ride another eight miles or whatever in the other direction to deliver it before it's either a bad pelt or something and so (laughs) i haven't gotten that far into it i might be in maybe like chapter four or five maybe okay but, yeah, I mean, you're, you're getting in there if you're four or five, because that's about where I fell off, was about chapter four or five. Yeah. And then I took a pretty long hiatus, and I recently started to get back into it. And it seems like you almost have to suffer through the beginning part of that game, like the slow, long rides. It almost seems like it pays off a little bit later in the game, is what, I, what I've noticed. What I notice is it's happened to me almost every time when I want to engage my chat. You'll hit cinematic mode, you'll hold down V, I think. And so it'll the the if you're on a track already like on a a certain path it'll just keep you'll keep riding it and adhere to that path. But I will run into some kind of blockade. There'll be somebody trying to shoot me while I'm just talking to my people. Oh yeah yeah, and I don't have enough time to recover, and I always get shot and killed. So I've had the same experience. It's like oh look at this beautiful cut, and it's like bouncing all around a beautiful vista, and then all of a sudden you just plant into somebody coming yep. at you and thrown from your horse. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty epic. It's pretty epic. It's so sad. <laughs> I want to look like a good gamer. But... <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny because it's like, okay, we're going to encourage you to put this on cinematic mode, but we're just going to have you randomly run into NPCs. Exactly, yeah. And it makes your like wanted rating going up at times, I'm sure, too. Like, oh, you killed this lady. Oh, great. Now I'm like, yep. i got to get out of town. <laughs> Davion Matrix, how did you get that Twitch name? That is a name that I made a long long time ago this had to have been this was before the matrix came out this was in mid 90s when i was writing a star wars fan fiction about because they had never mentioned what the hell happened to luke's lightsaber after he lost his hand in cloud city and meanwhile i'm thinking oh man well they were evacuating the whole thing so davian matrix was the hero in this short story i wrote called uh, lost lightsaber found and he was a cloud car pilot assisting with the evacuation who noticed something on his scanners he flew down uh was able to pick it up with whatever magnetic grapplers or whatever for the landing gear and he ended up running around the rest of cloud city just slicing up stormtroopers before darth vader left so that is davian matrix i love it because one i think that's a great story angle Right. And how, so you were how old when you wrote this? I wrote it. It had to have been on my Packard Bell with uh, with Mega Race and Ultimate Domain. Those were two games that were on that. Um, so early teens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It had to have been like 10 or 11 because I was already pecking on a typewriter by like seven or eight because my. Uh, yeah, because I had access to a typewriter and to an electric typewriter. So I just went nuts on it. Oh, man. So, yeah. That's funny. So you are are you a big Star Wars fan? I am. I forgot. Yeah, and uh I have been I just 
dipped into uh, Battlefront 2. I just saw that on uh, the Steam Summer Sale, so I wanted to, I've always wanted to play that. The reason why, actually, I'm primarily a Mac-based like editor. Any games like Mad Max or any of the Batman games, I would play those just solely on the Mac side. I recently bought a new gaming rig. Um, hang on, let me start that again. We, um, I was primarily a Mac-based video editor, anything like that. When I bought a custom rig, I had half Windows, half PC, and I bought mm-hmm. I, I pretty much got that built so I could play Battlefront because I saw how beautiful Battlefront looked, the, uh, the first one, Star Wars Battlefront um, from EA mm-hmm. and DICE. I looked at that and just went, oh, my God, this looks great. I have to figure out how to play this. So I got this custom rig. Then PUBG came out and all that. And so... But then suddenly, um, yeah, two day or over the weekend, I noticed that um, that Battlefront Two was on sale, and said, "Man, I gotta, I gotta revisit this." And I think you would be a great Battlefront streamer because you obviously have a passion for Star Wars. I, you know, I've only played for I played one day. I played for maybe four hours of the story mode of Battlefront Two, and by that by that point, when um, Iden switches to the Rebels. I thought to myself, I said, shit, she, this should have been the sequels, the sequel trilogy. This should have been the sequel trilogy. And I waited for people to fight me on it, and no one did. See, I'm curious. Are you now pumped that you have this nice rig built because of Star Wars Squadrons coming out, too? Does that tickle your fancy at all? Because that game looks amazing. I will have to mess with some VR games ahead of time. But if I could just sit in my chair mm-hmm. and just throw the goggles on and have the controls in your hand. Oh, my. That looks like it would be a hell of a lot of fun. That'd be a game changer for yeah. sure. Yeah, because I, I mean, who wouldn't want to fly in an X-wing? I know. Really, I it makes me think. I know this is a weird correlation. Star Fox was like the last shooter I enjoyed, and I loved Wing Commander. I played that. Ton yeah. Of that. So it, it's time for like them to take that series with Star Wars and just run with it. Yeah, because they did X-wing. They did X-wing. They did Tie Fighter. Then they did X-wing versus Tie Fighter, which were some of the really, really awesome LucasArts games mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly we're getting something like Squadrons, which that would that should give Nintendo or somebody, whoever owns Star Fox now, to go. You know what? People want to get back in in spacecraft or aircraft again. Right. So if War Thunder did something where there's a VR element uh, when you're uh, when you're playing with the fighters, the fighter jets, oh be awesome so casey what have what have you been playing buddy um well i have played a lot of video games this week first i tried ninjala which is a game that nintendo's been pushing and pumping out quite uh a bit as of late it's it's a free-to-play game it's a battle royal game in that there's eight people and your ninjas your kid ninjas your kidjas i guess you would call them and they use like bubble gum and different types of other things from classic like anime ninja fighting they can run up walls you use like big you can change your weapons there is in-game purchases microtransactions i did not do any of that i just played a couple rounds of it and it was kind of fun the matches are about four minutes you fight for balloons it's like a resource management game and then you can fight each other and then the fights get to a point where you have to parry and you have to hit left right up or down and it becomes a timing issue and if you hit the right thing you can counterattack your opponent and that was okay my son liked it but it got a little frustrating him because everything's through the triggers on that and i didn't like the mm. facebook connection aspect i don't use facebook and i was like huh this is one of those facebook dude you gotta request people give you more energy that's oh, how it's, it works. it's farmville it's just farmville on a new scale <laughs> so that was it was cool i i like some of the things i could see but i also what i didn't like about it is if you wanted to play the story mode it was five bucks 
So if something's free to play, mm. I'm fine with free to play and microtransactions. But if you have a story mode and you're trying to say it's free to play, I I just felt like I'm getting dime, so I deleted that off my Switch already. I just like no, I I have my weird moral stand. I'm like nope. Um, then I put in Pokemon Sword, game I love, and I played nice. the new expansion Isle of Armor, and I am very happy. They made a lot of good quality of life changes. The game is really for people like me that like to competitively battle. It's really easy for competitive battling now. And the one little nuance they change is when you're on that armor vial, your lead Pokemon can follow you. Circa like Pokemon mm. Yellow or Heart Gold or all that, which is like something people always want. And I don't know why Nintendo doesn't do it every game. Like when Let's Go Pikachu came out, people lost their minds. They're like, I can ride my Arcanine. <laughs> and it's nice when my son can see like, he loves Rillaboom, so Asher is like my gorilla guy. Is always following me around, or my cat, my big incinerator. Whoa, whoa, there's a gorilla named Rillaboom. Yes, he. So the three starters. He's the starter Pokemon <laughs> that I chose. Wow, Pokemon just became yeah. cool. That is awesome. Rillaboom. Rillaboom's I'm a man. Interested. Yeah, interested so he's name. a drummer. He's got long, beautiful hair, and he has a giant wooden drum. He's grass type. The three starters represent like three prongs of England, because this is like Pokemon's universe of England. The fire starter it represents soccer, which is their na- or football, their national sport. He uses like his movie kicks a fireball. Um, the then the music like the Beatles and you know other great British bands. Uh, so the drummer, the Grookey represents music. Then the last one is Intellion, who starts from this little lizard called Sabo. And Intellion looks like a spy, like James Bond, but he's kind of like a goth actor kid. <laughs> so and he uses a finger gun. And his one special, now he has a special Gigantamax form, which is like the new in-game mechanic. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. They put him up on a sniper rifle. He makes a water rifle, and he shoots. His move is called Sniper Shot, so he has a water gun. There is a gun in Pokemon. When people are looking for Pokemon guns. Dude, Pokemon has gone, pla- gone places. Because I remember back in the day, it was like, okay, here's your water, fire, yeah. or grass. You choose. And now it's like Bongo Monkey, <laughs> or Soccer Guy, or full-on 007 Spy. Yeah. Like, it's really evolved to some places. There, there's like. subtle little, like, references to the homages of it. And there's other things, like like hardcore fans like i know like myself so fire starters are always based off the chinese zodiac if you go through like they like the next one will be a different animal in the chinese zodiac grass ones are always based off of some type of like dinosaur or like obviously primate some type of ancient creature evolution and then the water types are all related to a weapon so like blastoise was can this one's obviously related to a gun um so there's like little connections like that online the big one, the big one's about the fire starters. So, so I played that, that awesome. and did some competitive battling. I have my new team that I've been tinkering with, and I think I'm going to try to make a better run at the ladder this season and do one of the tournaments online and see what I can do. So wait, what what does the expansion entail? Like, what is it adding on so to the game? So it added about 100 more Pokemon back into the game. Okay. Uh, it added some new abilities from for the starters. They got So the big mechanic is the Gigantamax Dy- Dynamax form. Every Pokemon can Dynamax, which makes them big, right? But then there's, like, a handful that have a special form. It's called Gigantamax. And they didn't give the starters that initially, so now they gave the starters that. And it gives them, like, if they have a grass-type move, it makes it a certain type of move. Um, there's a move tutor. There's a couple new, like, legendary Pokemon and new... Something they introduced in Sun and Moon is called Regional Variants. So, like, do you remember, like, Diglett? Do you remember Diglett? Oh, yeah. So Diglett in Pokemon Sun had a alone form which is where they were which was like why and he has hair he has like beautiful flowing hair and he becomes a steel ground type 
And Vulpex, they made Vulpex an ice fairy type. Like, they, they take an original Pokemon and they give it a form that represents the area they're in, right? Like, they gave Mr. Mime an evolution in this version, and now he has Mr. Rhyme, and he tap dances, <laughs> and he's awesome. Uh, you know, uh, but they added some story content. You fight this other former champion, and it just access to more things to easier level up Pokemon for competitive battling or building Pokemon. Then, and the story content's not a ton, but you, you paid 30 bucks for two. There's another expansion coming in December, I believe. I think the whole story mode, when I kind of zipped through it, took me maybe six. So it was fun. Um, and that was nice to get into. I need to finish it. So like I, I did some of the main battling, the first part of it. But I've got like another hour. So it probably would take about five hours to do it extra. Maybe six if you're really focused. Then I beat a game. Tell me more. I beat my homework, Dad. You did your homework? I beat- <laughs> I did my homework. I beat Hollow Knight. You beat Hollow Knight. Whoa. I did. Big day. Big day. I was going to send you pictures, but I was like, nah. And then I was going to send you a picture of Dragon Dogma, because I also beat Dragon's Dogma. Uh, Whoa, you are on fire. Yeah, you, yeah. I We've already talked. This is not going to end well for me. But I was very happy to beat those two. Uh, Hollow Knight is a game that has moved up on my personal top games ever. Definitely in the top 10 conversation. I made me re-love Metroidvanias. I was telling Shelby, my big hang-up is like, why aren't you beating it? Why aren't you bringing it? My big thing is I like to find items, and if I know there's a chance to get like the best weapon, I have to get it. <laughs> so this morning, the big hang-up for me was like, okay, I have to go to this, do this trial quest. Because I, I found... So you know how I was having a hard time? I told you, like, I want to look for the grubs. I'm like, there's got to be like an icon for the grubs. And someone's like, you got to kill the collector. And I'm like, aha, I know where that guy is because I ran away from him one time after he killed me. I went and beat the collector, which is this mini-boss, and if you fight him, he gives you a map where it shows all the grubs. Oh, really? Yeah. I really yeah. would have appreciated that on my playthrough. I had yeah. no idea that existed. Oh, when I did that and I did something else, I earned the, this title for going back and reading something too, just exploring day, so it shows what percent I'm at for completion of the game, like with all my achievements. I, I, I completed the game at 85%. The boss fight was great. I used a lot of different strategies. It took about seven or eight tries to do it. I wasn't overly frustrated. I was happy with it because I learned that that game, it's not about just being so aggressive. Cuphead, if you play Cuphead and then go back to Hollow Knight, they actually, uh, the styles match each other hmm. in a weird way. In that you want to move, you got to be, you can't just be like in their face the whole time. But it was so satisfying to get the ultimate weapon. And I told you, so last week when I was playing one of the characters, because of how I did something, she died permanently in the game. She's like one of the other explorers and I felt bad. And I was like, oh, I could have saved her if I never talked to her. And then I talked to her after I killed this fight, right? Hmm. And the fight with her was really hard. That was actually the hardest fight I had. So, but this nail smith, the guy who makes your weapon, it's called the nail. He's like, I've never, I've missed this my life's work. I'm never going to do anything better. I, hmm, I need to take a moment outside. And he asked you to strike him down with his nail. And I didn't. I walked away. Because I want him to live. I'm like, no, I'm not going to kill you with your my weapon. I don't want that on my soul. <laughs> and that's why And that's why you're at 85% completion. Yeah, yes. that's why. I could have gotten like a title for it, I'm sure, or like an achievement thing in the Switch. They like bring it up. But I, I was like, no, I don't want that blood on my hands. Spoiler alert. I should say oh. that. It game's old enough to know. Sorry for anybody. It, wow, you just ruined it for Andy. Uh, Andy is crying Andy, right sorry, now. man. Sorry, it's all good. I, I just can't stop thinking about that guy every day now since you didn't kill him. It's his day's just gonna suck. Like 
it's he was at yeah. the top of the peak of his life and now it's just all downhill from here how could you do that he can never make another great sword <laughs> again so kill me now i don't i want to learn how to draw man like i don't know we started a podcast when things started going south go do that <laughs> he could start a bug podcast talking about the daily night um it's a good game I found a cute video that explains the story in like four minutes of it. Because the thing that's actually very surprising about Hollow Knight is when, and this is what I like about it, and this is what I like about a lot of RPGs, is if you want to know more about the story and you spend the time searching and hunting and finding the information and listening and looking at what the writers put into it, you'll learn the lore, right? Yeah. And the lore and storytelling in that is very subtle. And it's a good story, and I really enjoy it, and it's a highly, highly recommended game for me. If anybody wants a challenge, but just know it is frustrating at times. Yeah. So so where do you put this in terms of, like, 2D RPG Metroidvania types? Is this, like, up on the top of your list? Oh, easily, easily, if, if not better than them, because it's taken the torch. Like, oh, this is how the, the, the that genre should evolve. Now, granted, I have Axiom Verge to play on my list, so mm-hmm. I have to look at that, too. And then Dragon's Dogma, I've said my piece about that, how that game that came out in 2012, its aging isn't the best. The final boss fight, though, you fight a dragon, surprise, and uh, that fight took like 30 minutes, and they make the final battles epic, and I found out you can have a new game plus, and when I looked at what I did when I beat the game, I didn't even discover the whole map, and not because I didn't want to, it's just one of those games you could go back to and keep remaking and doing better with your character. I think that game, even though it's age, is worth checking out. But I think for it's got to be for the right price. Like if mm. you could get that on sale for like fifteen bucks or even twenty, if you're really looking for a long, long RPG, I, I'd say go for it. And Hollow Knight's always like fifteen bucks. Hollow Knight, the value you get for that game, I put like forty, forty-five hours into that. Dang. Yeah, it's it's uh, those two games I can recommend for the price point. I think Hollow Knight should be maybe more if they were smart, but. <laughs> I think Dragon Dogma is definitely worth it and what they've done. And I would actually like to see Capcom take another swing at that with their current technology. I think they could do something really cool. Well, I mean, shoot. I know that it was uh, it got some publicity last year via one of the sites that I follow. And now you're going back and playing it. Why did you decide to go back and play this? Uh, because of Austin Walker on okay. Waypoint. I, right. It's the same. The same. Is that what you're talking about? Right. Um, that I knew yours? that he was gushing about it. I don't really follow them consistently, but I think I listened to their Game of the Year cast, and he was yeah. all about it. But didn't it come out like you said years and years ago? Was this a remake? Uh, I, I believe 2013, and then they had like a new DLC. Uh, but it's uh, it's it's a good game. There's cool little systems to it. It makes me really want to try a game. And even though the play styles are completely different, a game that you're playing that you have on your list, yeah, it came out in 2012, gotcha. May 2012, huh. and uh, is that Divinity Original Sin? I keep looking at that. I'm really come on in, yeah, come on in. The water's warm. I'm only doing it if we're locked in like a lesson that you can't beat it till we beat it together. <laughs> like it's a game we can only play together. Like I'm gonna handcuff you to me on it. Like like you're going down, and like you want me to be at the bottom of the ocean with you. Is that what I'm hearing? Mm-hmm. I'm like a crab. I'm pulling Good. you down crabs with in the me. bucket. Crabs in the bucket. No, I mean I've yeah. been playing Divinity Original Sin a little bit. Um, I've been enjoying it. It's definitely like an, a Dungeons and Dragons RPG hard. Like you got to know what you're doing beforehand, and I don't really know how like the co-op plays. 
So that might be fun to figure out. Sure, I'm game. Why not? Because like for me, like I like I enjoy playing Cuphead by myself. But I found when we streamed together or when I played with my brother-in-law, that is a game like oh, this is built to play with the yeah, it is. You know, like I felt like that with Cuphead. And I know, speaking of long RPGs, I heard you beat a third game this month, putting me at a losing position again. Dude, I had a full-on meltdown last night, gentlemen. Like, I had an adult fit when playing a game last night. Who here has heard of a little game called Kingdom Hearts 3? I have. I have. Okay. All right. Um, you know how there's a whole bunch of people on the internet that say this is a great game? Uh, I don't know if a whole bunch do, but yeah. Go well, the on. ones that do are liars because this game <laughs> is horrible. I got so frustrated with this game last night. So here's what happened. I'm at like hour 21, 22, and I get through what I think is the second to last chapter. So I'm like, okay, I'll just play one more chapter. So I play through like three different bosses and a ton of cutscenes. I finally get to a save point and it doesn't take my save. And it's been about 90 minutes since I've saved before. Right? Yeah. Who does that? Who still have save points in 2020? That's not a thing anymore unless it's a retro game. Like who's releasing new games with save points where you got to save manually? It makes no Uh, sense. Hollow Knight has save points, but go on. Yeah, but that's okay. (laughs) But that's yes. And yes, but this is not like that type of game. You know what I mean? This feels like something that should just auto save. It doesn't punish you for when you fail. You know, in hollow Knight, you die. You have to go back, collect your body and get your little coins. In this one, you die. It just reloads that same battle. So why even build in a manual save? So anyway, I go 90 minutes in, I'm like, okay, I know I got one more stage. I'm going to lose this 90 minutes. It won't save. I'm just going to continue to play through the rest of this game. I make this decision at about 7.30. Four and a half hours later, this game wraps. Four and a half hours. It wouldn't end. And I couldn't save. And I was painted into the corner. And I just kept beating my head around it. No one puts baby in a corner. Dude, baby was in a corner last (laughs) night. But that sense of achievement, though. I just let it wash over me like a cool mist on a hot, hot day. I just (laughs) felt it seep into my pores. It was beautiful. (laughs) So the nostalgia factor of all the Disney stuff. That's it. I mean, that's the reason, like, this game is even on my list. Like, part of it is, like, I have kids. I like Disney. Uh, I played the other Kingdom Hearts games, so why wouldn't I play this one? Because it's the, like, next one in the series that's a proper sequel. Turns out... No. No. Not so much. Like, could you follow the story from everything, or is it really that? It's, I know, like, it's so convoluted because of yes. all the other little games in between. Even in the beginning, the story was so convoluted that I started skipping through cutscenes. And once you start down that deep and dark path, Andy, there is no coming back. You do not know how to come out of the light. Yeah. So you didn't follow any of the story? Like I mean, you, did you know? I got the general thrusts of it. Yeah, you got to put light in your heart and darkness is bad and do the right thing. And if I believe in myself as much as I try to, I'll defeat the darkness. Like that anime, <laughs> A anime, JRPG garbo all throughout this uh, That's Disney garbo, bruh. <laughs> that, that was a solid... Mickey Mouse. Dude, oh. it's, it, it was it was a it was a tough night. Uh, my wife's like, "Are you almost done?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm on the final boss." Four 
boss stages later, I finally beat this guy. And so, how mad was your wife when you came to bed three hours oh, later? My wife, my wife was cool, but I mean, she could definitely feel my frustration. Because you get to that point where it's like, I want to be done with this. I just want to turn this off. But I can't turn it off, because as soon as I turn off the console, it's gone. It's gone forever. Right. Right. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. That's the worst, if that happens. So, you would not recommend. Is what I, this game was not for me. If another Kingdom Hearts came out tomorrow, I'd be like, heck no. How was the Star Wars portion? There's a Star Wars part, right? Because mm, they, Disney has Star They no. didn't go into that? No, you're Did they go into of, Marvel? You're thinking of the gummy ships. I know the gummy ships. The gummy ships are nothing like Star Wars. Is there Was there a Marvel connection at all, too? Because gummy ships are bad and Star Wars is good. Sure. That's debatable as well. N- no, there, there was no connection to Marvel. <laughs> they, yeah. they have all these cool properties that they didn't use. No, they used Big Hero 6. That was, like, something... That's not... That's okay. Cool. So, I think... I know they fr- used Frozen. It's technically Marvel. Yes, technically. Yeah. That is technically Marvel. I would be totally cool if they were in Marvel. In fact, I was kind of excited to do that Disney Infinity thing, which is all Marvel. Or has... Oh, maybe not all Marvel, but I think it that... has some Marvel in it. Yeah, but that that's no yeah, more. Yeah, right? kaput. So, well, I'm happy that you beat three... So, what were your games you beat this month? Um, I... Kingdom Hearts 3. Beat Life is Strange 2, Forza Horizon 4, and now Kingdom Hearts 3 is on my list. And Forza's been there as your homework. So, I got two in. So, you're at six games beaten total now? Uh, sure. I mean, I, I don't know. Is, is the law auditing this podcast? Because I don't know. That sounds yes. right. Yeah. And I just, okay, fine. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So, I lost, meaning I'm going to have to sing the Meatloaf karaoke. Yes. I'm so excited. We'll set that up on the Twitch stream at one point for you, because I know you said you could give me the karaoke thing, and I'll just... I'll practice my voice. A side note, I, I have a stencil ready. I've learned how to stencil, so I need to get a picture of you to stencil your portrait so I can do the final part of my last portrait. My push-up thing has been going okay. I'm going to be honest with you. Doing 300 every day has not happened. Some <laughs> days it's 100. Some days it's 200. And then some days when I'm really mad, it's 300. That was a horrible idea. <laughs> but I did eat the raw potato, so there's that. Yeah, a full-on raw potato. That was so that was so epic. I love that. It was. They're so... <laughs> It's not good. Like I can't. I can't be like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't bad, but it's not worth anybody's time. I think next month is going to be a raw onion. I, that's fine. I do, that would be more enjoyable because it has flavor. What is wrong with you? How are you like? That's fine. It has it's way so more flavor. Yeah, I eat raw onions and like salads all the time. Whatever. I don't care. No, we have to. We'll have to come up with a punishment in the next few weeks. But the thing you get to choose tonight is my next Ooh, game. That's right. Okay, Andy. Okay. Do you have my I, list? Or and you and you can have Andy I think help I do. you. Okay, Andy, here's what we get to choose from. It's Undertale, Katana Zero, uh, South Park, The Fractured But Whole, My Time in Portia. Uh, we're not gonna choose Cuphead. I know Cuphead I kinda like keeping for the stream. I'll be honest with you, and I like playing that with you, and you know I've made progress in that. And I've made progress in Earthbound. So that would be two you probably don't want to pick for me. Okay. Last time you talked about time in Portia was the one we know that's like a 65 hour game <laughs> but that's like a stardew valley where i don't die it's not like there's no setbacks gotcha but knowing you if you can't marry like all the people in the first run through you're gonna have to play it four times right isn't that how you work i would pro- i want the, like most effective run yes but i'll probably do research beforehand I'm like okay this is how i'm gonna map this out okay so i'm thinking either my time in portia fractured butthole or Undertale. Oh, okay. 
What do you think, Andy? You got any input on those three? Uh, you had me at butthole. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't make I can't make the noise. There it is. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. From here, from here forth, every time you say butthole, it's going to be that popping noise. So there you go. The decision is final and made. The fractured butthole is the next game that you need to finish. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm very excited to play that. Uh, and it's I love Stick of Truth. Have you played either of those games, Danny? No, I haven't touched them. No. Okay. You're a South Park fan? Um, The original. The original, maybe first two seasons I watched. Okay. And then after that, I was like, meh. I see. I grew up on it. Like that was like my dad was like, okay. My parents were like, you can't watch that. My dad would always leave his door open. You know, I was like in sixth grade, and so at ten o'clock, like I'd sit in my room at the end of the hallway and watch on the floor and be like, yeah, I'm asleep. And then I'd be like, yes. My dad knew what he was doing. And then finally, they're like, I oh, just let him watch it because all every sixth grade boy was watching it. I'm like, listen, mom, dad, I'm old enough now. I get they say really inappropriate things, but all my friends watch this show. I'm not going to do anything stupid like light someone on fire. Just let me watch the damn show. It seemed to be a generational thing where, you know, in the 50s, it's like, mom and dad, I'm 13. I'm old enough. I'm going to start smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Um, but now for this generation, it's mom and dad, I'm old enough. I can start watching South Park on my own. I can watch Rick and Morty. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the rite of passage. It's the rite of passage. <laughs> so, okay. Fractured Behold. That sounds like a fun one. I'm a little glad it wasn't my time in Porsche because, again, 75-hour game. So yep. that said, it is uh, now time to move on to, well, I guess we need to talk punishments for next month. Do you want to put that to a vote? Well, I think we need to think about it. I think we need to bring it up next week. Okay. Uh, you, you did technically lose in trivia. Let's take a moment to talk about the podcast we were just on. How Whoa. about that? That's because you used trivia to your advantage. Somehow you stacked the questions and knew all the answers because that was ridiculous. For those who don't know, last week we had Tony the Second, who hosts Player vs. Trivia on our podcast, and he hosts a trivia-based podcast. And it's video games, movies, TV, thing, just pop culture. And he asked us to be on, so this Sunday we, re- we recorded, or we recorded over the weekend, that should be coming out soon. And I don't want to say my performance was dominant, but I don't think there's any other synonym you could put in there that would be fitting. I don't know how you did it. Like, you channeled your inner Rain Man. It was ridiculous. (laughs) It was like that scene where Rain Man gets on the casino floor and he's like 23. And then it lands. That's exactly what it was. It was like my slumdog millionaire. Like, there was everything was like a callback to me for that. Where I was like, oh, yeah, this happened to me when I was a kid. Like, I had a backstory for how, like, the questions related. And just go and listen to the episode, Tony's Floored. I was very surprised. And, like, some of the categories were, like, if you know me, that's it hit my wheelhouse. I, I felt bad. So, Tony had to put a wager anyway, though. We'll talk about that. And Shelby's going to have to do some manual labor with me sometime in the near future when I build my fence. Yeah. Because my wife said uh-huh. I can get a dog when I build a fence or fix my fence. So, Shelby and me are going to be out here sweating. Yeah, I mean, building a fence sounds pretty I, I don't even know where to start on that. Like, can I build you a Lego fence? Does that count? No, you're going to listen to me and just help me carry stuff. I've, I've thought this out. It's going to be like, I got the plan. I just need the body. Hold this. Drink this beer. Yeah. There you go. This is what worries me. This is what worries me. Don't worry. I have some other people helping that are way more inclined to <laughs> fence building. Too. Good. I feel, I feel better now. I also beat them in trivia. It's really weird. That's how I actually got everybody <laughs> into it. 
Real questions. Real questions. Okay. We can deal with that. We'll build a fence. That'll happen. That'll be that'll be Twitch builds fences. We're gonna start Speaking a new channel. Of Twitch and news. Uh there's some big Twitch news that everybody's been wondering about. And it's a lot of people being banned from Twitch and one in particular, one of the biggest streamers they have, Doctor Disrespect, was banned from Twitch. And it seems to be a perma ban. Uh, Forbes has written some stories on it. There's a lot of theories going around. The last thing, the person that first reported it, the gentleman goes by at Slasher or Rod Brislou on Twitter, and he posted that he had really good source, but because of the subject and the sensitivity around it, he didn't feel comfortable uh, releasing his sources, which is, you know, obviously if you're reporting something, you can keep your sources. Um, But Dr. Respect... You know, he was banned before he uh, infamous, infamously recorded someone in the bathroom stall when he was at some con and he got Yikes. a soft ban. So he's done. He should have never come back after that, in my opinion. Yeah. That's just, that's, that's very wrong. It's, I think it was a kid too, wasn't it? Uh, it was somebody they couldn't tell who it was yeah. and they didn't have permission. And it wasn't, and... yeah, it wasn't smart. It wasn't like he set it up like, hey, this is a bit. Because obviously he's a character on the show. Mm. And I know in the past he's gotten famous for he he's openly talked about how he cheated on his wife. And that was like a big thing for him. So there is some questionable. Uh, I don't want to put him. Uh, I don't want to be like have, lay it on him. But there's been some questionable choices that he's made in the past that he's he lives his life on his stream. But people mm. love him. He has a great following. And, he, and when he's in character, he can be humorous at times. It's just where does the line get right. drawn, you know, because if he got uh, he got the soft ban for filming in a bathroom uh, without other people's knowledge, other people try to blame the cameraman. But it's like there should be clear rules about, OK, you're going to film me doing this. But if I go in there, we cannot. Um, but there needs to come a time where like the line is completely drawn. They can't just give you a little slap on the wrist. How long was he gone for two weeks, a month or something? And then he was right back. So people will do it for the attention, knowing yeah. that they'll be able to get back in. And this time so. it seems like people got refunds, I believe. If you sub to him, you got your money back, which is kind of a big deal. And he's only posted, like, Twitch has not mm-hmm. notified me on the specific reason behind their uh, decision. Firm handshake to all supporting me during this difficult time. Like, he, he's been very quiet. Um, and that was the last thing he said. So he seems to not know why. But there could only be so many theories, and I, I'm surprised. Amazon was willing to look past, like, because he makes the numbers, right? He makes Amazon a lot of money. They're exactly. We're going to be yeah. honest. And so they, that's why they can kind of look past, like, the bathroom thing's stupid, right? Um, so I, I, either I think it has to do with that new board of safety regulations that they made with the other streamers recently where they took like streamers from all over that represent different groups and they talked to them about it and they made a case or it's something outside of streaming in his personal life that they found out about and it, it's not good i don't know yeah i mean everybody's getting canceled and getting called out and getting in trouble in everything like it's happening in wrestling it's happening and it, it, it happened obviously with me too happened with the movies but it's happening yeah. in a lot of other places right now. 
Yeah, last uh, was it last Tuesday? I took part in uh, in the blackout. I just kind of put up a little slideshow and let it go for about twelve hours, just saying what that it needs to stop. I'm glad it's happening now. Yeah. It should have happened a lot sooner. Um, I did also hear a theory that this was, I think, before uh, Doctor Disrespect got banned or had the the ban on right now um, because of Mixer closing down. Now. Um, Ninja and Shroud are now kind of free-floating, and there was rumor of Spotify starting up a new streaming platform. I said this to a friend of mine in Shelby's recently in a phone call about, uh, so Joe Rogan's moving his podcast to Spotify. It's the biggest podcast in the world. And I said, yeah, and they're making a video client for him. He said that in one of his interviews. And I said, I bet you they're going to get into the streaming game because people love Spotify. Uh, I think yeah. I think maybe that might be the move. I could see that because I like, you know, Twitch has its things. I, I personally don't feel comfortable doing anything on Facebook. I would not follow anybody on Facebook. Mixer was also I, I think there were some issues on how they were treating people of color uh, in their corporate as well. There's some things going on Mixer there. I don't know to that to what amount, but. Yes, I think that could be a thing. I think Spotify gaming could happen or Spotify streaming might be the next one to jump in. What I'm thinking is either, if that is, if that's true, then either Dr. Disrespect uh, went to Twitch and said, what can you do to top this? And they said, oh, we have an idea and just, it just banned him and said, go, go have fun with your new, with your yeah. new channel or something. So that would be the only other thing I could think of. And that would be kind of, it'd be interesting with the timing because they felt like, oh, now we can get pressure off us because they have his, yeah. you know, his past. They're kind of playing that to the advantage. Like, oh, look at that. We don't look like the bad guys for dropping him because he's leaving because it, it or there might've been just something they both do to bring yeah. more attention to Twitch too. Could have been, could, this all could be a ruse. They could all be playing us. Shelby, what do you think? I mean, it, things have to change and you, we know, we don't know why that he, I know we don't know why he got axed, but I mean, there has been a movement in the last couple of weeks and it should have happened a long time ago. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, for whatever reason he's gone, I think that um, we really just need to take in consideration you know, individuals that have been negatively impacted in the last couple of weeks and change it not when there's a wave of people coming out to speak to these injustices, but just carry those thoughts in our mind that there are a lot of people out there that are not being treated fairly in many respects. Um, and I think that's just something that we got to keep with us even when it's not in the news cycle. So it's too bad. I know there's a lot of people that um, are very fond of his content. And it's too bad that it may not be coming back anytime soon. But at the same time, like you have to be socially conscious in this day and age, especially when you ha are looking for a following on such a public platform. Speaking like of, you know, holding yourself to a standard, Nintendo had an <laughs> open statement this week that kind of rustled my jimmies. Would you like to tell everybody what the story is about, Shelby? Yeah. So for the past couple of weeks, Casey has been saying that he has the drift is what we've been calling it, and that is in reference to the Joy-Con drift issue. So basically, their Joy-Cons are randomly dr drifting over time. So Nintendo came out and actually apologized for that, right? Yes, that's all they did. So this has been an issue for three years and counting, right? People have known about it. And last year, Nintendo began to offer Joy-Con repairs for free, right? That was a big thing. And then COVID hit, and obviously they can't take people's Joy-Cons to repair them. But there's a big class action lawsuit about this. 
And, you know, I, I'm very loyal to Nintendo. I love everything about them and what they do. I have never thought Nintendo to make a bad controller. Like, I think of the Wavebird. I think of the NES. The Super Nintendo controller could withstand a nuclear blast, I feel like. <laughs> I saw my dad rage so many times when he lost in the game, throwing that on the ground, and it just bouncing back up in his hand. Those controllers were built so strong. The Joy-Cons, for what they do in the 3D rumble effect, is very innovative is a very faulty design and it's not a design in the hooking or technique it's something to do with the joy the joysticks they kind of cheaped out they're small they don't fit right I, i'm last week when tony was talking about getting those side controllers for undocking right. you know the ones that look like a like the An pro controller, controller yeah. The, the, yeah it's great dude the pro controller is great and you know that and you would remember that if you didn't lose yours so don't don't get me started on you i actually it. didn't have a full-on fancy pro controller because i'm cheap <laughs> i'm cheap i got a knockoff uh, uh of course i did see i Come got a, i got the real deal Falling on a budget I got the over real here. deal holyfield i think an apology is nice they should have done the apology three years ago and they should they, they're trying to make it better but they're not talking about how and they're not you know what would be really great if they told everybody what the real issue was and put something out so people could fix it themselves. Because I can't send it to you right now, and I don't really feel like paying $60 for another controller that's going to break. That's the other thing, too. If you really want to apologize, make your product more available. Hmm. 60 bucks for two Joy-Cons is not fair. Like, I bought them. They work okay. I have other things. It should be 40 bucks at most. And I, it, But the if you want to make it right, tell people how to fix it if they can. And talk about what you're doing. I want more transparency. But yeah. everyone's going to blow this under the rug because that's what Nintendo does. And they're going to forgive them. And then <laughs> Zelda 2 is going to come out. And we're going to be like, yay. Yeah, no. I, I don't think that they would ever issue, like, this is how to fix this Joy-Con. Because Dum Dum Dugan's going to get in there with a screwdriver and a soldering iron, light his house on fire, and then sue Nintendo. Like, stupid stuff like that's going to happen. See, as long as they say, this is how any accidents that happen, it's a simple phrase. The official disclaimer in the video. Any accidents happen is on you. They just say it at the beginning, and then they're in Dude, the I feel like you're trying to get a promotion to legal. Is that what's going to happen? You're going to get promoted to the legal department? <laughs> I would love to work for Nintendo, and I would tell them, make this right. Dude, Nintendo doesn't want to talk to you. You got the drift, man. It's so frustrating. And, like, I know the joke was when we are playing Cuphead that it, like, oh, yeah, the controller, the controller. When it really is the controller, it's beyond infuriating because everyone's gonna mock you about it. Everyone's gonna like rally up about it, and and you know they may know they may know what's like, or maybe they don't know. They just think you're making an excuse. I would never make that excuse if I'm truly losing. So I don't know. It's it's like oh here, sorry, you know. It's like our bad. Really? That's what I'm going to get? Not a, oh, here's a solution? That's just 2020. Hey, at least you got an apology. And it's shell. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm not surprised. Okay. More, just pile it on. Just, I got an apology. Maybe that's a sign of, like, the turn. We're almost out of here, guys. We made it the, the seventh month. We got, we got five more. We could do it. We could do it. Yeah, so that actually brings us to our last story, which um, has to do with a classic arcade game, NBA Jam. Oh, wow. Casey, you want to take this one away? Yes. So I love a good classic arcade-type sports game. One of my all-time favorite sports games that came out years ago was uh, like NFL, NBA Streets, NFL Streets, the EMA. But NBA Jam is one of the – and like Blitz, obviously, too. If you didn't play in Blitz on the 64 arcade, you were missing out. So NBA Jam, I think, dominated the world in the early 90s for any kids that loved basketball and were obsessed with Michael Jordan. But it was 
mention that a video game designer has come out and said he rigged the game. The designer rigged the game for the Chicago Bulls to lose close games to Detroit Pistons. And if those of you that don't follow 90s basketball, Jordan, and if you just watched the documentary Last, Ch uh, Last Dance, they talked about the, the Pistons were the gatekeeper and the, what was originally stopping Jordan from making it to the finals. They were his like mountain to climb, his arch enemy. And they were great. The bad boys, Dennis Rodman, Bill Lambeer, Isaiah Thomas, all great players, and they were nasty and played rough defense and made Jordan start lifting weights. And so the creator or the uh, designer working for it was a Pistons fan, and he programmed bull player Scotty Pippen and Horace Grant to miss shots against the Pistons when you paired them against Isaiah Thomas and Bill Lambeer. So if you had Isaiah Thomas and Bill Lambeer in, and you're playing the Bulls, they'll miss shots, no matter what. So knowing that, if people still play that game at the arcade, if you, if you play a guy that plays the Bulls, pick the Pistons. That's epic. It's, uh, it's art imitating life, isn't it? It is. So, uh, his name, and it's the designer's name, Mark Termal, and he told uh, the company, told the, in the interview, like, yeah, I just made it so they would just start mischief. Because it was the biggest rivalry, too. And the Piston fans, they get kind of treated poorly on because everyone ended up loving Michael, and they were really, they were just the bad boys, right? They are the bad guys. But I kind of like knowing that, hey, there's someone in the game, and I'm sure there's people, it's like, I can never beat him as the Bulls, right? <laughs> I can't ever beat them. What's the deal? Just knowing now that they're vindicated from this, like, 20-year rivalry they've had with NBA Jam. I mean, it's a programming decision. It's not. A, is it considered a cheat or what would it be? It was a subtle tweak that he put up to Bulls fans. It was a tweak in the coding. Um, and no one really caught on because it's so subtle. It's not egregious and it's not like, hey, this is him saying this in this interview. And this is from the Chicago Tribune. It's not like suddenly your player is running at half speed. It was just like the chance to make shots. They, they mess with that. So people hmm. couldn't really know it, and he admitted it uh, in 2018. So people didn't know about this till 2018, and now it's been confirmed. Honestly, I thought that's what they did in games these days, where it's like if Tom Brady's throwing it to Gronk, you know, what's going to happen when uh, he's up against this safety and this, you know, linebacker? Like, can they take all their previous stats from all these previous seasons and figure out some kind of formula or number or something that would go and affect right. the decision? Of if they catch it or not. That's what I thought. That's what I thought they should be doing. Why aren't they doing that? They should I don't be. play sports games, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. Why don't either. do people do all these stats for players then? If there aren't video yeah. game uh, developers, like being able to punch <laughs> these numbers in and go, oh, we can have this affect this. That's why they work so hard on the numbers is for the video games. That's that's the yeah. end goal. Yeah. Dude, it'd be cool to just like simulate it and have it play out like real life. Like how close to a simulation can you get it? Right. Well, and it's hard. The other thing to talk about is having the source code it's not as simple as like i'd love to be able to say okay here's what happens bulls versus pistons 10 second left and bull players only have two percent to make a shot it's something in the coding that they did it's really interesting for gaming history and for people that are really into emulation and roms too if you want that original source code you could mm. really dissect that and i think that's the cool part of the story going there and I definitely want to start playing NBA Jam, and I'm going to namely play the Detroit Pistons or the Sonics. Those will be my only two teams now. Oh, that's awesome. The glory days of the Sonics. Bring, bring them back. Bring them back. We're ready. Well, cool, cool. That uh, yeah. takes us to the emails. 
If you have an email, feel free to send it over to emails at underpoweredmedia.com. Question number one today, to what extent have you gone to when you had a crush on a celebrity? We're talking posters, any unwanted <laughs> tattoos that you still have from back in the All day. All those young girls with the NSYNC tattoos or whatever. I'm trying to think like who, although there's people that are hardcore fans that get tattoos of people. Uh... Dude. I'm going to be real. I went through a real terror read phase. Wow. That did yeah. not age well. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Was it Sharknado? Was it Sharknado that got you? Definitely not Sharknado. So American Sharknado Pie, right? I, yeah, I think so. She had that gravelly yeah, voice. Yeah, definitely American Pie. Oh, man. That did it for me. Like that smoker's voice or whatever. <laughs> like, yes, terror read. But then you have Natasha Leone next to her. That's even like three times as bad. This is true. Just a raspy true. voice. <laughs> She just had the voice of an angel, that yes. Tara Reid. You just look at her and you're like, oh, she makes bad decisions. Okay, I like that. Yeah, you know by that voice. Like, oh, I'm in for a good time. Yeah, and then she became like a... I just remember her like in high, when I was in high school, like, oh, Tara Reid's boobs on TV again. Or like, oh, she did it. I'm like... Just looking like she's hammered in a mess. Yeah, she she didn't like yeah. really keep up with her celebrity status. I feel like she had that launch pad there and then no. just face planted like a gymnast that comes up to the vault and hits the springboard and just crashes to the ground. I probably blame her agents because well, I mean that or maybe it's just acting ability because she did the American Pie films and then what else outside of that? I think she was in was she in Body Shots? There was that film with uh Jer- was it Jerry O'Connell, Sean Patrick Flannery? That was like a direct video one. She was in that. Was she in that? Tomcats? IMDb. No. Yeah, I'm IMDb right now. Now I have to know. I have to know. Yeah, so I know. I have one embarrassing crush like that, too. That's not age well. Um, but my, I think mine might be worse now. My wife likes to give me a hard time about it because she asked, like, who I had a crush on when I was a kid. So, like, my first one, Mandy Moore, right? Which is still do. <laughs> always have, right? My other one is Alicia Keys. And the third one, she goes, no, who's your third one from your kid? And I go, like, if okay. And I go, I said, Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes? Oh, From all no. that. Obviously, now that list, that she, the first two state. The third one, I still don't know who my third celebrity crush is. My, the, we go back to that Friends episode, like your hall pass. <laughs> like, hey, who's your pass? And I was like, well, definitely not using it on that. Uh, that's cool i mean i can get down with amanda Bynes. i mean she was she was pretty cute back in the day she's psycho now is she she's horrible man she's been train wreck she went crazy uh she like you know there's that she had that show jenny garf on wb she's and, like she's older no i don't know what oh, that she is. has but no she went like insane and she she put a bunch of piercing in her face she used to talk about having sex with drake on her twitter a lot like she wanted drake to impregnate her interesting it's an interesting tactic. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, I don't know if it worked out, <laughs> but so she went full on crazy, is what yeah. you're telling me. Dumpster fire because crazy. I'm looking at her IMDb right now, and I know she was in Easy A. She seemed put together in Easy A. Time of Terror Reed. That was also the or yeah, okay. no uh, Amanda Bynes. Oh. And that was also ten wow. years ago, which I'm having a hard yeah. time believing. Yes, that's the other thing too. Time is a bitch. <laughs> that, that's. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I sent a letter to Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, back in the days of fan nice. mail, she's back on TV. And it was body shots with Je- uh, her. She was in it. Romance. She was in it with Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, yeah. 
How old do you think Tara Reed is? Just if you were to take a guess right now. She's got to be over 40, no? 41? Mm-hmm. Okay. Shelby? Yeah, it's got to be right. I mean, yeah, I mean, she's got to be early 40s, right? Because I'm thinking like when we were in, when I was in that prime age, I was about probably 15 or so. So yeah, late 30s, she is, maybe? She is 44. Oh, dang. Oh, yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt's probably in the same age. But she is age great. She looks young still, and I think she's a mom, and she's on some Fox show. Oh, that's right, yeah. That's a good... See, his choice is so, not that embarrassing. I mean, a letter, like, I can only... Unless you're like, I want a locket of your hair. No, 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 no. That no. Then it gets pretty bad. But if you're like, I'm a big fan. Really enjoy you your know, work. I'm trying, to think if, I'm trying to think if there was anyone else. Um, there had to have been, but I just can't remember. Did you get a copy of the letter? Because I really hope that, like, somebody saved a copy of the letter. Jennifer for Love no. Hewitt has it still. She reads <laughs> she it and goes, oh, it. man, what a nice guy that Andy She's is. She's waiting for me to visit L.A. <laughs> to suddenly track me down and be like, did you write this letter? Actually, I did. And I've only gotten better with age, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like yeah. she could have hardly waited a long time. <laughs> Ooh, very nice, very yeah. nice. I think you got. I think you got the best choice, though, of all the people that we just discussed. I think she may be the most established yeah. Yeah. to this day. Yeah, she did pretty good. She did. She's had a good career. I also have Heidi. Uh, Heidi Klum would actually be number three because ah. I had her poster up in my room as a young man. Uh, my girlfriend in high school hated it, um, but uh, <laughs> it was there, you know. And I always got like laughs if dudes came in or a comment. But yeah, Heidi Klum was my number three. But I never would write a Dude, letter. It would have been way better if you had an Amanda Bynes <laughs> poster on your room. But I would have been like, like her, yeah, I'm just really into her art, guys. I don't know what to say. A picture of her. Like her on the, All that. Her, a cast. All that cast picture. Yeah, there you go. I'm imagining her on the set of Good Burger or something like that. Alrighty. So uh, let's move on to the next question I have here. And it's, what skill do you possess that most people don't know about. Shelby, why don't you start us off? I feel like Casey's about to be useless trivia based on last week's. <laughs> oh, someone butthurt. Challenge. So bad. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit butthurt. Um, I actually taught myself to juggle about two years ago. Whoa. And now I'm, I can full on juggle. I feel pretty good about it. That's cool, man. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah. One under the other. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. YouTube can uh, teach you wondrous things. So juggling's cool. Juggling's cool. Yeah. Are you going to be a juggalo? Are you going to join the ICP? Um, you know what? I will only be a juggalo if I can juggle juggalos. Well, that'd be an impressive feat. <laughs> Did I just blow your mind? <laughs> the alliteration on it, juggle juggalos. <laughs> that should be their next song. Juggling the juggalos. Yes. That should be Deep. our debut rap album. <laughs> just as long as you're not jiggling the juggalos. Oh, there you go. Jiggling while juggling juggalos. On jello. On jello. Oh, the pudding. I love it. And the pudding pop. Andy, <laughs> what, any secret talents that no one knows about? Um, I'm pretty good at uh, Six Degrees oh, of Kevin Bacon. All right, we're going to have to play that now. Shelby, are you familiar with the yeah. game? Uh, vaguely. Don't, don't we you, come up with two celebrities? One. I think we gave you one, right? Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then you have to link him. You have to link it to Kevin Bacon within six. Okay. Within six. Jennifer right. Love Hewitt. There you go. Let's see it. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, let's see. We'll go the Tom Hanks route. We'll do Jennifer Love Hewitt was in Can't Hardly Wait with Ethan Embry. Ethan Embry was also the the bass player oh, in That Thing right. You Do with Tom Hanks. 
or Liv Tyler. Actually, no, we're going to do Liv Tyler because Liv Tyler okay. was also in That Thing You Do. And she happened to be in Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring with Sean Astin. And Sean Astin was in a film called Whitewater Summer with Kevin Bacon. Wow, Bacon's. he did it in less than six. Whoa. There are a couple films that you can really hit. Like, actually, I could have done Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks to Kevin Bacon and Apollo 13. Yeah. I could have done yeah. that. But there are a couple films like Fellowship of the Ring is a really good one. There's Sleepers that has Kevin Bacon, uh, Brad Pitt, um, Robert Patrick, uh, not Robert Patrick, uh, Jason Patrick, a few, uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Um, what other big, there are a couple other films that you always, that you can always tie them to. That's like usually the go, the go to. Oh yeah, Brad Pitt's in that, Robert De Niro, Dustin Hoffman, Mini Driver. Yeah. Man, I've always heard Sleepers is good. That's something I probably should go back to. You gotta be in a mood for it though, because it deals with, with boys being abused. So, Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Thank you. We're <laughs> not watching with my wife and my yes, family. Yeah. This, right. this right. streamer right. guy, he said we should watch this movie. <laughs> I got one. All right. Uh, I got to think of a vague celebrity. Let's try it with the Twitch streamer. Could you do it with Ninja? Oh, what is he? I would have to know if he's been in a movie or something. He's been on the New Year's Eve TV special. With Ryan Seacrest. There's your first go. Ooh. And you can think of... Ryan Seacrest has interviewed Kevin Bacon. I'm pretty sure. No, uh, I don't know. He might have. Yeah. <laughs> well, what else has he been on? He's been on American Idol. Yes. And then who have been the guests oh, on American you, Idol? Because um, we're still in TV land. Who have been the, the guests to people? You would probably have to go with somebody who has a music career. So like J-Lo maybe? Oh, and Ryan... No. Yeah, J-Lo, Ryan Seacrest interviewed yeah. him when it was... It's live Kelly and Ryan, right? That's who took over for Michael Strahan. He, he's been on that with Kevin Bacon. I oh, did it for right. you. Yeah, I'm yeah. good at this game, apparently. Over for Michael Strahan. Come on, Regis, right? Wasn't, wasn't... No, it went Regis, Michael Strahan, and then now it's Ryan. Michael Strahan. actually held the spot? I thought he was a stopgap. Yeah. No, he... Like, Saturday Night Live used to do, like, a bunch of skits where it's like, Kelly obviously hated him. <laughs> that was, like, the running gag. Like, oh, she's so nervous. <laughs> like, she's just there. But um, he's... Oh. I love Michael Strahan. You don't myself. like Michael Strahan? But, no, I love him. He's one of my all-time favorite football players as a kid. Okay. But, well, we're gonna move on from this conversation okay, before I say sorry. something I'm gonna I'm gonna regret. <laughs> wait, wait. What's your What's your favorite? What's your uh, Yeah. Unknown. What's your unknown talent? My unknown. Oh. Um, oh. I can play two instruments. Ooh. Okay. Tell me more. Uh, I can play trumpet and baritone. I was first chair baritone for three years in middle school. A lot of people don't know that. You're also really good at spoiling games. Very, and movies. that's like I'm a expert. Yeah, I think the big thing would be that I can play two instruments and I can read music. And so, like, my kids will get like a musical toy, right? Like my son, my wife first realized it. We were all opening Christmas present, and my son got like a little toy, like keyboard piano. That's it's only like maybe ten keys. And I found the C key and I started playing Noel on it. And my brother-in-law goes, everyone be quiet. <laughs> He's like, they're here to be playing Noel, the Christmas song, because it's just really easy to play because it's up and down the scale. So they played that, and then they all looked at me and were like, when did you all do that? I'm like, I'm a man of many surprises. <laughs> and I walked out of the room, and they're like, like yes. <laughs> it, it's a nice like, little trick to do, but it's something I definitely think about getting back into. I'd like to learn like a string, like violin. I know a random instrument for me to learn, but uh, yeah, that would be my other power. I can read music, and I can play two instruments. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Wait, wait to flex on that last one. Please. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Like, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so talented. Yeah, it's no big deal. Um, so, Casey, do we have a third email that came in, or should I grab another question from the question bucket? Let's do, let's, uh, 
Let's go with the question bucket and let's save that question for next week. You ready? A random question from the question bucket. What's the ugliest part of getting older? Oh, your skin? Just in where it ends up? <laughs> I went to a really <laughs> dark place. Yeah, where the skin ends up. Yeah, uh-huh, for sure. The ugliest Hair doesn't come out of your the top of your yeah. head anymore. It starts coming out of your nose and yeah. ears. What's up with that? Whose idea yeah. was that? Yeah. That's yeah, the, the worst. It's got to be something with your brain because it it's just not sending the yes. right signal to keep going up to the top of your head. And now it's saying, you know what? Let's have it come out of his nose. And when he goes to like scratch his ear, he's gonna feel something tickle him. I don't like it. When I like when I like have to no, like, I don't either. Past my nose, and I can feel something tickle. It's like a real problem for me. Like I don't like it at all. Um, I also think that my uh, I'm beginning to lose faith in humanity. I think as I get older. <laughs> why would what would make you yeah. feel that way? What as you turn on the news at any given time? Oh, that's why. Why yes, would 2020 make you feel that way? Yeah. So for many reasons. It's just like, how is this still happening on so many fronts? I know we alluded to it earlier, and then like, you know, the world right now is a crazy place. Be safe. Yeah. DBAD. Don't be a dick. I actually think the worst thing about getting older, especially like, is you wake up sore for no reason. Like, I'm like, oh, my back hurts. I'm like, I didn't even do anything about using my back yesterday. Or I'm like, oh, my, like, my knee hurts. Did you run yesterday? I ran about a week ago. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Now it's saying they're... <laughs> I'm always worried, like, oh, am I having my heart attack now? Like, I'm always like, oh, is this is this the end? Anything, any pain? I don't know. You fear death more, maybe, or you're more like, oh, my God, is this today? Is this is this it? Is I also feel like one? hangovers are getting worse and worse, and I'm not a fan of that at all. Oh, you were too old to drink like that. I feel like now, like I can't mm-hmm. hangovers, because the thing is, you can't be hungover and be a good dad. You have to be hungover and be an active dad. Mm. When it takes a day and a half to feel better from an eight-hour like binge and of fun, it, yeah. they just don't. They one outweighs the other. It's just not worth it yeah. anymore. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm on my sixth beer. I will be on the couch for at least three movies tomorrow. That's usually how I rate my hangovers. <laughs> like, how many movies is this? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Getting old. It's great. It's a beautiful thing. There's some silver linings there. My uh. There My is. father just turned 60, and um, I was reading, well, I was listening to this guy being interviewed who studies ages, like ages, and what it was saying was basically like, you're very happy in your 20s, and then you get, you're not as happy in your 30s, 40s, and 50s, and then when you're 60s, you get happy again, or you, be, that's like the peak happiness is 20s and 60s. Because of retirement? I think so, right? It's like, I don't have to work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I think of my dad, too. I think our dads are both grandfathers. They have that going mm-hmm. for them. You know, like, they, like my dad, it depends on that, too. My dad's got a lot of things going for him, but I, that makes sense to me. Although, but then why do you get all these old, racist, old, angry, oh, wait, what's the deal with all the angry, old, racist men? Like, get off my lawn. I think you need to stop logging on to Facebook. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> seeing my dad he uh my brother has two girls now and so seeing my dad as a grandfather and seeing his excitement as well as my mom and stuff um it kind of makes me wonder were they happy when they had my brother and i is the real question suddenly they're they wanted they wanted a girl that's what it's telling <laughs> i was gonna be lauren elizabeth if i was because i'm the uh-huh. i'm the second son 
Okay. I would have been Lauren Elizabeth. So there was a little bit of disappointment in that delivery room and they were like, it's a boy. But uh, so, yeah, I would have been Lauren Elizabeth. Huh. Yeah. My wife's parents were like that in that they waited to find out. They didn't do like any ultrasounds. So my wife, my brother-in-law would have been called Monica and my wife would have been called Bruce. So when they both annoy me, I go, listen, Bruce, like I'll, just, I'll start talking. About my I'm like, oh, oh, Bruce is here. Like when she gets really... And then when my brother nice. was getting up there, I'm like, come on, Monica, let's go <laughs> just have a beer. Well, my name is Shelby, so I think they got to the living room. They're like, well, forget it. We already decided. Oh, awesome. I mean, we already got the crib. We already got the crib labeled. So here we go. Your name's unisex, like my name. I think we're safe either way. Like, your parents are like, we don't know. We want it to be healthy. Just pick a name. We don't have to change it the day of. Boom. Oh, yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay. Whatever you, whatever you say, Casey. Andy is too, <laughs> if we're going with the Goonies route. Ooh. That's true. Unless she That's spelled true. it with an I. Great. Then it, yeah, yeah. Ooh, Goonies. We got to rewatch that sometime soon. Yeah, I'll be going to Astoria at the end oh, of really? July. I have, uh, yeah. I've had the divine opportunity to do the truffle shuffle in front of the Goonies Whoa. house. Oh, Ooh. nice! Yeah. I have a picture that's, of it and everything. It's beautiful. That's a great like movie. Childhood achievement <laughs> unlocked. Yeah, for sure. It was beautiful. Well, thank you for uh, joining us tonight on this wonderful cast, Andy. Uh, thank you guys for you having, having me. on. You should you should come back and hang out some more. Um, where can uh, our listeners get more of you? Uh, they can take some more of me because I got to trim a couple of pounds off. But you guys can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash Davian Matrix. It's D A V I O N M T R X. Right, cool, cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight or uh, today, whenever you're listening to this wonderful podcast. You can check Underpowered out on Twitter at Underpowered Pod, on Instagram at Under.Powered, or send us an email to emails at underpoweredmedia.com. Thanks for joining us. Uh, feel free to check us out on our Discord. We're always in there chatting it up. So join us there. We out. Play your games.